Monet, make money and the place to be. No matter if you low po, friend or foe. Thanks for tuning in. I'm a French vanilla queen from the south side of the shy. Yeah, them guns got red beans, but that fool's be fire. And we lacing up our Jordans, praying we can fly when we crossing over bullets, trying to stay alive. There's no books to this life, but the stories are great. Grab a lesson, get a laugh, learn from all my mistakes. I'll never fold ten toes, they discontinue my make. No time for these clowns, I got money to make. Could have been with anyone, but you're here with me. Monet, make money, and the place to be. No matter if you low po, friend or foe. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Monet McMoney Show. Hey, when preparation meets opportunity, what do you do? Do you let it pass you by or do you seize the moment by any means necessary? Well, y'all know my answer. I'm seizing the moment all day, baby. I was taught by my mom, if you show them you can do the job, they'll give you the job. And at this point in my life, I wanted a job in stand-up comedy. And when I ran across the man who could help me with my opportunity, I seized the moment. Picture it, Atlanta, 2012. I was going through a lot in my life at this time. I just left my home that I shared with my husband, and I was going to file for divorce. I was staying in extended stay, and I was depressed to say the least. Not to mention, my finances was in the red, and my bank account was overdraft, and I only had $400 in my pocket with bills that were way more than $400. But I was just so happy to not be in that union no more that I put my faith in God and I knew that everything was going to work out. I was on my way to file the paperwork at the courthouse. But before I did that, I wanted to get my car detailed because I didn't want any specs of what was soon to become my ex-husband to be on my car. I didn't want his scent in the car. I didn't want no DNA in the car. I didn't want it, no evidence that he was even in the car, honey. So I took it to my favorite detail place that was a half a block away from my favorite restaurant which is Papa Do's. I decided to drop my car off at the detail and have me a drink and an appetizer at Papa Do's while I waited. I dropped the car off and I emptied out my trunk that had a couple of bags of clothes and I took it with me to the Papa Do's. I sat at the bar and ordered me a Swamp Thing and some Gator Bites. Now I used to work at this Papa Do's so everybody in here knew me and I loved everybody there. They were cool and I had an amateur night coming up at the punchline the next day and I wanted everybody to come see me so I invited everybody and they was like for sure Mo we gonna be there then another ex co-worker comes over to me and he's like well Mo you know who I'm waiting on over there in that banquet room I was like who you waiting on he was like Cat Williams I was like pimping be pimping be pimping Cat Williams that one he was like yeah he got his whole crew over there I looked over in the banquet area because it had all glass windows and they had filet mignon flying in the air with the lobster tails and the king crab I saw wine and swamp things they was living it up and the first thing I could think to myself is I gotta get Cat Williams to come to my amateur night tomorrow to see me this could be my big break so I asked one of my ex-co-workers hey ex-co-worker can you go in there and tell Mr. Williams there's a pretty girl at the bar that wants to pay for his food? I'm not really going to pay for his food, but I just want you to tell him that so I can get his attention. The ex-co-worker looked at me and laughed. And he was like, Monet, you tripping. And he walked off real hatery. So then I had to think of another way to go about it. So I asked one of my other ex-co-workers, hey, ex-co-worker, can you hand me a piece of paper and a pen? I need to write a note. They was like, yeah, for sure. So they gave me paper and pen and I wrote on the note, Mr. Williams. 
I'm doing amateur night at the punchline tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I would love for you to come see me and support me as I come see you and support you at your shows. It would be greatly appreciated and an honor. Mo. I folded the note up and I was thinking, how am I going to get this to Cat Williams' hands so that hatery ex-co-worker comes back over to where I am? And I'm like, hey, ex-co-worker. He said, yeah, what's up, Mo? I said, well, since you don't want to tell him that it's a pretty girl out here that wants to pay for his food, can you at least just give him this note for me? And he looked at me and he laughed. Huh. I'm not going to go in there and give him no note for you. If anything, I'll give him a note for me. I'm going to help me before I help you. I'm like, ooh, oh my goodness. Well, tell me how you really feel, hater. But I couldn't do nothing but respect him and respect his haterology. But one monkey don't stop no show, honey. So I was thinking to myself, okay, Mo, how you going to get this in here to Mr. Williams? And I started looking around and I saw that the managers had on black pants and shirts from their house, like different blouses, different t-shirts and things like that. And they were all wearing black aprons. Now, I had a black apron in my bag from removing it from my car, and I had on some black pants, and I also had on a shirt from home. Now, the shirt wasn't like everybody else's shirt. It was actually a fitted T-shirt that said, talk nerdy to me with one of those candy nerds on the shirt. But it was going to have to do, baby, because I got to get this note to Cat Williams. I put the apron on, and I walked over to this booth that was closest to the banquet room. And I was thinking to myself, all right, Mo, when the last waiter or waitress comes out of the room you gonna go in the room you gonna clear cat williams plate and you gonna replace it with this note and you gonna walk out of the room i was ready for my plan but every time i tried to get up to go into the room to give him my note a waiter a waitress or a manager would come to the door so i would walk towards the door with my apron flowing down looking like a manager playing the role but every time somebody would come i would have to roll the apron up and then go sit down and i did this like three four times to the point that people started looking at me suspiciously then my cool ex-co-worker comes over to me and says mo what are you doing and i looked at him and i said look that hater over there i told him to give cat williams this note and he told me that he wasn't gonna give him the note so i was gonna give him the note myself i wasn't gonna let him spoil my opportunity and he said mo calm down i'll give cat williams the note i said okay baby thank you so much i appreciate that he was like just wait right here i'll give him the note i said okay as he went inside the room cat williams came out of the room stood directly in front of me and looked at me I didn't know the man was as short as he was because I'm pretty short I'm 5'2 he's shorter than me because his head stopped at my breasts which is not a bad thing for a man I'm not mad at it at all it's actually kind of sexy so he looked up at me and I looked down at him and he said talk nerdy to me and I acted as if I was clenching my pearls and I said huh talk dirty to you Mr. Williams what and he started laughing he said no talk nerdy to me you must have forgot what shirt you had on I looked down at my shirt I looked back up I felt foolish but I laughed and I said oh I'm sorry you right (laughs) talk nerdy to me and he looked at me and he said you know what I asked God to send me a pretty nerd and he sent you to me I said well you're damn right God sent me to you I'm here your pretty nerd and I said Mr. Williams look I'm so happy you standing in front of me right now because I asked one of my ex-co-workers to give you a note and he's in there giving it to you right now but you're not in there I guess I could just tell you what the note said and he was like no I want to read the note you 
wait right here. I said, oh, okay. He walked right back in the room. He got the note from the waiter. He grabbed a bottle of white wine and two glasses. And then he walked out of the room and he looked at me and he says, do you like white wine? I said, I do. He says, well, follow me. And we walked out to the patio with the Papados. He sat down in one bench. I sat down on the bench across from him. And I said, you know, I was trying to get this note to you for the past 30 minutes. The first guy that I asked to give you the note told me he wasn't going to give it to you because he was going to help himself out before he helped me out. He was like, really? I said, yeah. He said, well, let me read this note. I wrote on the back side and the front side of this paper. When he read the note, he was reading it from the back side of the paper. And I said, Mr. Williams, the note is backwards. Can you read it from the front? He says, no, I'm going to read it how it was given to me. And I was like, oh, that must be some spiritual type stuff he doing. All right, we're going to let you read it how it was presented to you. He started reading the note. And once he finished, he looked at me and he said, if I come to your amateur night, that is not supporting you because I'm paying the club. That is supporting the club. So how am I supporting you by coming to this amateur night? And I said, well, Mr. Williams, I understand where you're coming from when it comes to the money, but it would really be an honor if you could come and sit in the audience and critique me. Let me know my strengths and my weaknesses and what I can work on. It would just be an honor if you could be there. And he basically shook his head in a no manner like he's not going to be there. So I was a little bit disappointed and it was cool. You know, I tried. And then he looked at me and he said, are you cheating on comedy? And I said, cheating on comedy? Like working another job to pay my bills and doing comedy on the side? Yep, yep, I'm cheating on comedy. And then he shook his head again in a no fashion as if I was disappointing him. I was feeling completely defeated at this time. Not to mention I got to get to the courthouse to pay for this divorce. So I'm looking at my watch and he's looking at me like, do you have somewhere to be? And I said, well, yes, sir. I'm actually filing for divorce today. And he perked up and got a little bit happy. And he's like, oh, divorce? Let's high five to divorce. And then he gave me a high five. And then we cheers our white wine that we were drinking. And I said, well, look, Mr. Williams, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Plus, I got places to go. But I do have a question for you if I never see you again. And he said, well, what is that? I said, when I left my home, my soon-to-be ex-husband laughed at me. Ha, ha, ha. You're going to pursue comedy? Nobody's going to know you. Nobody's going to like you. How are you going to get to be a comedian? It's not like they have record labels for comedians. You're going to be a failure. And Mr. Williams looked at me and he said... Hmm. Well, you know what? I came to Atlanta to find three opening acts for my tour with Live Nation. I found my first two and I was looking for my third. Guess what, my dear? You're going to be my third act. And as far as your soon-to-be ex-husband is concerned, I have a record label for comedians and I'm gonna sign you. I said, oh my goodness. And a tear rolled down my eyes cause I was really believing what was coming out of his mouth at the time. And then he said, I want you to be my assistant during the day and my muse at night. I want you to watch me and I'm gonna show you things that you haven't seen before and you're gonna learn from me. My tour with Live Nation is 100 shows at $1,000 a show for you. Does this sound like something that you can do? I'm ecstatic, I'm so excited. I'm jumping up and down inside, but I don't want him to see how excited I am and all I can do is cry tears of joy. I said, Mr. Williams, thank you so much for believing in me. Oh my God, I never thought this day would come. And he was like, why don't you come eat dinner with us? And I said, well, my car is over the detail right now and I have to go file this divorce paperwork after my car is finished getting washed. So I don't really know if I have time. He said, well, why don't you let me take you over to your car? And if they're not done, you can have dinner with us. I said, okay, that's cool. So he said, let me get my assistant. So he got his assistant and we started walking towards his car in the parking lot. Now, while we're walking, that 
that hater co-worker comes out running talking about some mr williams mr williams and he turns around to the guy and he says yes and the guy is like look i do comedy and i admire your comedy and i would love for you to just support my comedy act and mr williams looked at him shook his head and said okay brother i'll look into it you have a nice day and the hatery co-worker skips off and goes back into the restaurant and cat looks at me like a player and says is that the guy that you gave the note to that said he wasn't going to give it to me unless he can help himself out i said yeah that was him and he just shook his head in disappointment and was like come on let's finish walking to the car we're proceeding to walk to the car in the parking lot and we approach this beautiful light lavender bentley oh my god it is to die for he opens the door for me like a gentleman he gets in his driver's seat the assistant gets in the back and i get in the passenger front seat and i see that he has a leaky styrofoam cup in his cup holder so i point it out to him he grabs the cup and holds it outside the window and as he's removing the liquid from the cup i used my apron from my bag and started cleaning the cup holder he looks over at me in amazement like it looks as if you're starting your assistant job early i say well you gave me the job i'm gonna show you i can do it and he started laughing i almost started cracking up laughing at him when he started moving his car seat up i knew the man was challenged a little bit in his height but i ain't never seen nobody move their car seat up all the way to the steering wheel the way he did maybe his assistant or bodyguard was driving the car before him he gets in a comfortable position to drive the car and we go half a block down to go see if my car is ready at the detail we pull up into the detail lot and he's like which one of these is your car and i point out the money green bmw x5 and he's looking at me like he's impressed that i have a nice foreign car and he shakes his head in approval and he says well uh how much is the detail for your car i said oh it's 65 dollars and then of course i was gonna tip them he was like okay and he pulls out a hundred dollar bill and he gives it to me and he says tell them to keep the change i said oh my goodness thank you mr williams this was unnecessary but thank you he was like no problem then me him and his assistant we all get out of the car him and his assistant they walk over to this african store that was also in the same parking lot we was in and i'll walk over to the car wash guy and i give him the hundred dollars they're so happy for the tip and everybody in the parking lot is so excited because cat williams is there and the crowd started forming from every direction and he was bombarded with a crowd of people that wanted autographs but he was very professional and he was a gentleman in every way possible he gave everybody autographs he talked to everybody that he could it was a beautiful thing the way he showed love to his people and his fans that loved him about 10 minutes passed and they're finishing up the last minor details of my car because i guess since they just got tipped by cat williams they want to make my car extra clean and i ain't mad at it go ahead and shine them rims up baby his assistant walks over to me and she says cat wants you to call him tonight at eight o'clock this is his direct line and if you can't get through this line this is my direct line and he also wanted me to give you this so you can file your paperwork and handle your business for today and she handed me three hundred dollars now i know three hundred dollars is not a lot of money but when you in the negative in the red and kicked down to the bottom of the ground and depressed and going through a divorce and need that three hundred dollars so you don't sink your ship and drown underwater three hundred dollars is a lifesaver i looked at her and i was like thank you so much okay i'll call him tonight at eight o'clock and she was like okay sweetheart you have a good day and i was like you too so i walked over to the store that cat was at and i gave him a hug and told him thank you so much for everything that you just did for me i appreciate you and he was like no problem i left the parking lot drove to the courthouse 
filed my divorce paperwork and paid them with the money that Kat gave me. I was so happy and I felt so blessed that he did what he did for me because I really needed it. Eight o'clock came and I called, but nobody answered their phone. And I'm not about to blow up your line. I called his assistant's line one time and I called his line one time and nobody answered. So I did like I normally do charged it to the game i figured it was all some bullshit he was running me and i still need to go to work tomorrow and get this money so i can get my life that's in shambles back together because at this time i'm living in an extended stay i don't have nowhere to live i gotta get me an apartment and i gotta get my life back on track so my dream has to take the back burner especially if it's not gonna be real So I went to work the next day, and while I was at work, my phone was ringing, but I couldn't answer it, and they left a voicemail. On my break, I go to my car to listen to my voicemail, and you better believe it's Cat Williams. And he's on the phone saying, I waited on your call yesterday and I didn't get it. Are you cheating on comedy right now? What are you doing? I need you to give me a call back. And I was outdone, like, oh my God, he actually wanted me to call him for real in real life. Like, he must be serious. I'm in a position in my life that I don't know what to do. I wanna just leave my job and hop on a tour bus and go with Cat Williams and believe in my dream. But at the end of the day, my reality is I'm in the negative financially, I'm homeless, and I don't know if hopping on this tour bus is smart because this man ain't never heard me say knock knock or who's there he didn't ask me to tell a joke he didn't even hold a conversation with me to the point to even get a laugh of even knowing that i'm funny because i stayed proper and professional the whole time we was talking so in the back of my mind i'm thinking maybe he doesn't want me to be his opening act maybe he want me to be like his tour bus groupie or something i mean he was telling me he wanted me to be his assistant and his muse and the third act and all of this but he already has an assistant and he doesn't even know if i could do the job so what did i do i called my auntie the one from the streets the one who got the game from the game and is full of game and i said auntie i'm in a situation with cat williams that he's offering me to be his assistant and to go on tour and i'm gonna open up a hundred shows for him at a thousand dollars a pop and i could really use that hundred thousand dollars and this could change my life and she said mo look it sounds good but can he put it in writing if he can put it in writing i say go if he can't put it in writing and give you a contract then you need to stay your little butt right here and get your life back together business is business regardless of personal feelings regardless on who the celebrity is they understand business just as well as you understand business so take care of your business words from a wise woman and she made complete good sense and that's when i dialed those seven digits and called him he answered the phone hello i said hey mr williams how you doing he was like i'm doing i'm doing very well how are you i said i'm doing good he was like where are you are you out there cheating on comedy and i said yes i am i'm i was at my job and i was cheating on comedy but i don't want to cheat anymore he was like well i gave you the opportunity what are you going to do with your car? You have the opportunity to leave your car or ride with us. I said, well, why would I want to take my car? I want to just ride with y'all. If I'm going to be completely 100% focused on being your muse and being your assistant, then I need to be next to you. I don't need to be riding behind you. And he was like, I love how you think. I said, yes, Mr. Williams. And I am excited to take this opportunity by the horns. But I have to ask you, can you please 
provide me with some paperwork and a contract so I can know that this is solid and I'm just not jumping into unknown shallow waters. And he said, in writing, contract, as if he was offended or something. I said, yes, sir. I need to make sure that my business is covered. And me being on your tour bus, I'm a liability. And I would like to have some concrete paperwork to back the fact that I'm even on your tour bus. He said, uh, do you know how Live Nation works? You're talking about contracts and paperwork. I said, sir, with all due respect, I've never worked for Live Nation, but I'm very aware on how business works. And if you can just put in some paperwork about all the opportunities that you're giving me, me being your muse, me being your assistant, me opening up those hundred shows for that thousand dollars. I just need it in writing just to be secure in the decision that I'm making. And he's like, no, we don't do paperwork like that with Live Nation. And another thing, you remember that guy, the one who wouldn't give me the note for you? Well, he's a comedian too. And being that you didn't call me last night at eight o'clock, like I asked, I asked him if he wanted the opportunity, but I wanted to wait to see if I can hear from you first before I gave him that complete opportunity. I said, well, Mr. Williams, look, I must humbly decline your offer because it's not my time. I'm not in a position to just get up and go on a whim right now. And if that young man is ready and he's willing and he's able and he can take on this opportunity, by any means, give him that opportunity. I don't want to stand in front of anyone's blessings. If I'm not able to receive the blessings that I pray for at this time, I know that they will come at a later date in my life. And he got frustrated and he was like, he can't do the job I need you to do. And I'm like, sir, look, I appreciate the opportunity that you gave me and you're pretty much giving me the answer that I needed to make my decision. I wish you the best and we'll keep in contact and you have a good tour. This won't be the last you hear from me. And he was like, all right, and we hung, and I hung up. To be an adult and to do things in a responsible manner and to not have jumped on my dream at that time because I knew I wasn't in a position to fail anymore made me grow. I didn't want to be bamboozled with any more surprises. And I didn't want to lose the only job that I had that was giving me a great amount of income in this time where my finances were in the negative and my whole life was redlining. So I was happy with the decision I made. I kept in contact with him. I would call him every now and then whenever he crossed my mind. But then I started seeing negative news articles about him. And I saw that his health may be at stake in some of those media reports. I decided to call him just to check on him. And his phone was disconnected. And that kind of worried me. And I tried to reach out on social media platforms and none of his social media was current. And that worried me. And then I saw that he was dating Hazel E, which was an odd couple to me, but if you like it, I love it. And then my next opportunity came years later for me to thank him again and maybe take the opportunity of touring with him if it was still on the table. It was in Chicago and he was having a show at the UIC Pavilion. I bought a front row ticket to his show so when his opening acts came on, I can somehow maneuver my way backstage and talk to him. I didn't know how successful I was going to be because I didn't want any smoke with Hazel E. And I knew that she was probably going to be there with him. But I considered him a friend in my heart and I was going to go for it, honey. 
because he helped me more than he ever knew with that money for my divorce. But everything happens for a reason because when it was time to go to his show, I realized at the last minute that they said I couldn't just show my phone at the door, I had to print out the ticket from Ticketmaster. I didn't have a printer at the house. It was too late, the library was closed. I was trying to find a FedEx print spot downtown Chicago that was around the UIC pavilion. I couldn't find one that was open. And when I finally found a hotel that had a business center that would allow me to print out the ticket, I was 45 minutes late for the show. By the time I arrived to my seat, Cat Williams, was already on the stage and I didn't have the opportunity to get his attention. I looked for him again on social media and I tried to reach out with no success. I charged it to the game. And I always look back at that situation like what would have happened if I would have believed in him and believed in me and took that opportunity and didn't go professional in business like my auntie told me. I have no clue what would have happened and I can't dwell on the past. All I can do is say thank you, Cat Williams, for paying for my divorce and helping me out when nobody else would and giving me some sound advice when nobody else was making any sense in my ear. And I still say to this day that Cat Williams is one of the most funniest, talented comedians that ever walked this earth. He is a legend. No one wants to give him his credit because they want to feed into the negative images that the media feeds them. But I met this man one-on-one, and I saw his heart when I met him. He's a wonderful human being, and he takes care of people. And it's a lot of celebrities out here that are very arrogant and very selfish. I see selflessness in that man. By the way he interacts with his fans, by the way he interacted with me, not to mention he has children that he adopted. So whenever you can take care of children who have been given up or labeled as not good enough in their minds and build those children's self-esteem back up by just being a good father and a good person and reinforcing all their negative thoughts with positivity, hey, you are a winner in my book. So thank you, Cat Williams, for all that you did for me. Thank you for the opportunity that you gave me. Although you didn't hear me say knock, knock or who's there, I still would have made a believer in you and I would have rocked that show, baby. Believe it. But it wasn't my time and I can't dwell on the past. But it's all love, baby. Please remember. I've never been one of the people that could be comfortable being careless. I don't feel comfortable unless I know I went above and beyond with my preparation. The things that possibly could happen, if I ain't take real steps to prevent those things, I'm not comfortable. I can't walk around, you know, charismatic and happy. Nah, I gotta make sure we setting up some type of wealth because we might have we might have a little bag right now, but we know a lot of people had a bag right now and they ended up bad. Thank you for tuning into the Monet McMoney Show, everybody. If you have any celebrity encounters where they offered you your dream on a silver platter, please email me at monetmcmoney at gmail.com and let me know the story. I would love to hear it. And please follow me at monetmcmoney on all social media platforms. Until we meet again, faith, hope, and love, baby. But the greatest of all these is love. I'll holler at you later. <laughs>